two, one. Hit it. And that was it. And that was a totally, yeah. There you go. Daniel, what do you got, man? What do you want? Uh, Buddha Hub in 2005. Mm. Wow. So, Isle of Scotch whiskey. That is, that's very cool. I'm drinking a uh, not quite pale ale, the Magic Hat number nine, and it's been in my fridge for almost a year and a half. Mm, that's good so it's stuff. Tastes like a Heineken now, then. No, it's yeah, absolutely I gotta, I gotta, I gotta run. Yeah. Truth. 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 Well, on my screen, it's an entert. Because <laughs> it's backwards. Chris, the Stein. What is the Stein of Plenty? This is my uh, homebrew that we made uh, four weeks ago with Jerry Francis and uh, Tom Beach. It's a red mm. ale. Yeah. And it's uh, delicious. How's Tom doing? Tom is uh, doing his time in uh, teaching from home at Ignatius. At Ignatius, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's cool. Um, what is Mecklefresh doing? John just disappeared. I think he just went for a beer. Um, <laughs> later on, we'll watch we'll watch uh, Steve Hofford fall down in that garage. <laughs> I'm actually in my basement. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So, uh, so uh, the uh, what do you got there, John? Uh, summer shandy. Oh, ooh, it's summer shandy season. Eh, it's always summer shandy season. Depends on what <laughs> and, you got. And a rum and coke. I'm kind of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That's very cool. So today we had a guy at the shop uh, showed up and just completely ripped me off of a uh, Benelli TNT 135. <laughs> what a jerk. Really, really, really bent me over the fucking rail on that one. The, uh, I heard he's been waiting to do that a long time. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been a long time coming. <laughs> so, okay. So that's, I mean, the Grim Project started well before Mid-Ohio last year year right yes so the grim project you had the grim at mid ohio mm -hmm. you got it what two three months before mid ohio like a month or two yeah definitely and All right. it was one of those deals where like you know it they had it so low that you couldn't not not buy it right i bought it and it did its thing it, it served its purpose right and so low <laughs> Han Solo, Han Solo, you can't even see what they're doing. No. The, uh, so what did you, what was your, what was your end up sell price? Cause you sold the Grimm in order to buy the TNT, right? Right. So I, it, it just so happened. I logged onto this group um, that's on, on uh, Facebook for clones and it was people talking about them and problems and, you know, things to fix and people that got them new that didn't know that you basically had to rebuild them to make them last for a long time, et cetera, et cetera. And so I logged on the other day and there's a woman that posted saying, I'm looking for one in Northeast Ohio. I have cash, right. Uh, you know, right in the pocket, like around nine fifty, And, uh, I was like, you know, I think it's time to sell the gram. <laughs> now, do you have a do you have a link or something you can show us how like one of those grims as they're listed, so we can kind of get an idea for how they advertise these bikes because they advertise them pretty freaking cheap. I mean, the Vader ones are almost criminally cheap. So well, here, here's a perfect example. This one didn't have. So this was basically the kind of deal. I'll show it in one second. This mm -hmm. is kind of the deal that i got but they even had free shipping because it was like a may day like crazy thing or whatever last year okay you guys can see that yeah yeah right on okay so there you go tax return sale 898.95 jesus christ and i'm sure there's some kind of shipping unless it this says 239 flat rate shipping yeah okay. where's that at i missed it right. 2000 
the free oh, items. The free items, you get a Swiss Army knife, a lock, and a fidget spinner. <laughs> no shit. Seriously? Yeah, look at it. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what any of this you shit get a fucking. There's a fucking fidget spinner right there right. next to the bag. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody needs a fidget spinner. Right. But so, yeah, so I ended up getting that thing. And, and it was it. I mean, you guys saw it. I've ridden with you guys a couple of it, It's not terrible at all. It's a decent mm-hmm. bike, you know. Right. But for a 250-pound dude on it without doing a whole bunch of shit, like I did rejet it and put a 90 main in it. And, uh, you know, I tuned it up. I put ground axles in it. I did all the stuff you're supposed to do. And it, 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 right, it starts on one button. And, like, I'm, I'm not worried about selling the bike. I know she's going to, as long as she takes care of it, I just changed oil. So, for at least the next couple hundred miles, it won't blow up. You know, <laughs> I did the right thing. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, you know, it was cool. But then we, we started riding the small bike rides, me and, 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 and uh, Grumpy Sewer Guy and Nick and, and, and everybody. And I'm really enjoying the small bikes. And I just started to feel like the vibe vibrations a little bit compared to what you know it could be and i've rode i've ridden a grom i've ridden some other bikes and they're much smoother and then i've always liked the benelli and all the reviews have been good and i was kind of thinking about it but then that lady said i'll, I'll buy your bike right. i sold a couple other things that just happened all at the same time and then you unfortunately posted the green picture of the green right. the new green one and that was it man it broke my mind and i'm like okay i gotta have that bike now <laughs> yeah it's it's dope yeah i'm glad that you i'm glad you, it's very funny that you bought that bike without having ridden it first oh okay. i trusted you you said it didn't suck yeah and we've had them at the shop now for a little while so there's been opportunities to ride one uh but you just hadn't you just hadn't connected with it at that point no and i mean the thing is is you said you know you've, you've ridden both of them you said hey the thing's great you did a wheelie on one which the grim's not wheeling there's no wheeling the grim unless like you just manhandled the thing into the air oh really because the tnt is very happy to do wheelies all the time yeah. like you don't have to have any special skills or anything you can throw the front wheel in the air on the tnt real easy right um with with no special skills and the thing is is the grim was cool and there's no problem with it i'm not like it's you know like the lady who's buying it she's gonna have a great time on her son has one she's 50 some years old she wants to ride right. with her son she owns a virago or something like that so she's an accomplished rider so she'll be she'll she'll do fine with the bike it'll yeah, be great love for her yeah. this thing when it breaks in i mean this is gonna like i want to go to the tail of the dragon now yeah. like i want to go places like that like the five gears on it and everything and 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 you know it revs to like 11.5 or something like that <laughs> that's true yeah, that's a- I, mean, I didn't i'm trying to i'm actually going to try to break it in a little bit i guess but yeah um, I, it's cool. I, don't see, I, I don't see any reason on that bike why it can't be a good bike it's the the few that we've had that i've you know i prep them i ride them i get to put miles on them they're really happy i mean and even in the short period of time i've had them they'll they go 70 miles an hour right real early in the break in so well, that's what i mean i noticed just going out I, I took it on fairmount and i mean I, honestly i almost rode too long and forgot about the podcast but um i, I was going down fairmount something like that and i was in fifth gear just at like 5200 rpm so half okay. half the range and i was doing 54 miles an hour right exactly and that's that's pretty impressive here's it wait hold on let me see if i can get this this is uh him going home to his new home oh look at that guy you guys oh wait not yet sorry there it is. i can't see 
There. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. There you go. So yeah, that's the Benelli Benelli TNT 135. And you know, I've out of all the minis, and I've kind of been checking out the minis pretty carefully. I'm real happy with that one. I think that's got the best build quality and putting them together, prepping them, the way that the factory crates them, the way that they're set up. Um, it's really thoughtful. There's tons of things on there that are super smart. Um, really, really well done. You know, like every other bike when you do bar ends. So, you know, the bar end weights on any motorcycle, they're either one of two things. They're either an expanding rubber plug that you put tension on, uh, you know, an Allen head bolt and the rubber plug gets crushed and that holds the bar end on the bar end weight, or there's a little plug welded into the handlebar and the little plug welded into the handlebar has got like an M4 hole in it. And you just stick the bolt in and tighten that down. Check out the bar end weights on that TNT. They're fucking amazing. What they are is they are a big reducer bolt that is threaded into the end of the bar end. So they do not use a welded in bung in the end of the handlebar. This is a large, so you're using a large wrench to put it in. So you get a lot of torque on it and it's a really smart way to set up bar end weights so that they're not feeble or you're not losing them all the time. So the bar end weights are almost like a cap on the end of a fork. It goes upwards of the end of it. It is. It's really clever. And I noticed that when I was putting it together, I was like, why the hell did they do that? And then I figured it out. It's so that you can crash the bike and destroy the bar end weight and then throw the bar end weight away and replace it with another cheapo bar end weight all day long without destroying the end of the handlebar. Well, that's what I was wondering, how that would react in a crash. You're saying yeah. that would be good. Yeah. And I think it's a really smart interface to have that there so that you do, if you do crash the bike and you do dump the bike, you're not having to replace, you know, with other bar end weights that where it's threaded directly into a plug on the inside of the handlebar. When you crash that bike and that bar end weight gets torqued over, fuck it, your handlebars are screwed, throw them away. You know, whereas this thing, there's a sacrificial part that's literally nothing that could get damaged in case of a crash. So you don't have to chuck the handlebars. But but you nailed it. And like, I mean, I did look at it pretty intensely. I don't know. This is probably like six, eight weeks ago when you first got them. I was giving it an eyeball. But now getting it home and feeling it, there's so many things on that bike that a Grom's not touching. Like the way the handlebars, they have fat bars on it. They have the the way it grips on the top. All the hardware seems to be like legit eight grade there's no cheap bolts on it the forks are they the forks have to be about five to seven millimeters thicker than the grim which means that they're five to seven millimeters thicker than the groms than the ground yeah um i i I mean i do look like a a gorilla raping a football driving the thing because it is small and i'm a big dude sort of but even that so like the grim the front suspension was way too soft for me there's nothing you can do it's not adjustable this thing has an adjustable rear shock right and the front forks even with my weight of like a what 240 something 243 I couldn't bottom the front forks out no no they're fine yeah it's in the engines give it to me give it to me I'll I'll test it (laughs) but the clutch the clutch feels like a real motorcycle compared to the other stuff the uh uh, the the brakes, the shifter, everything is like really legit. Like there's nothing on it that's not like 100% like, hey, I have a motorcycle. You know, like it's – and honestly, riding it around, man, I'm really – I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll convince myself otherwise, but I'm really wondering why I have bigger bikes. 
Like, <laughs> like it's so fun, man. Like, I'm not talking about the BV. The BV ain't going anywhere, but I'm talking about the big, big bikes. Like, yeah. you know, when we go on these small bike rides, we have just as much fun and you're not murdering yourself. It's I think it's funner to go fast on a slow bike than it is fast or whatever on a fast bike. Slow on funner. a fast bike. <laughs> yeah. Funner is the word. Funner. I, I'm agree with funner. Yeah. I like I'm going to achieve maximum velocity. I mean, well, you mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't have to go 100 plus. You're going, you know. And plus, <sighs> switchblade key. I can't get over the switchblade key, man. You, know, you can shiv somebody if you don't like them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they give you two. The other one, you could probably replace the blade. Oh, if you don't like anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. Is one side of the key? Liar. Is one is one side a key and the other side has a, a knife edge on it? That'd be great. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I did already order one thing, and this is the only thing I'm doing is this. So the exhaust, the stock exhaust, is kind of restrictive and it's small and the thing, and then it has the muffler on the bottom, but it has the really awesome tips. Yeah. So Steady Garage makes this. It's a Camara exhaust, so it's stainless. Yeah. It just takes out the cat it, it gives you full uh width of the header up here it does yeah i noticed that it's not sleeved down it's 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 true that's a true uh diameter the entire way right and the cool yeah, 19 bends though full <laughs> circumference yeah full circumference and the cool part is is that you retain the really cool exhaust tips that are already on it which i think gives the bike character so you don't have like a stupid acrophobic sticking off of it or something right. so anyways no, I like that. I think that's pretty cool. And I will be, I really thought I was, I thought I was going to keep the green one because I absolutely love the green bike. I think it's badass looking. Well, I know that you know a guy that can probably get you more though. I'm glad you got it, but I'm definitely going to order in some more because we, I was really pissed off. I was a little bit sad about the SSR order that we placed and we just weren't selling them. But then this week we sold four or five of them. So the uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, the funny thing is the little, those remember those little one tens, those little cute little one tens that were in my shop. Yeah. You guys yeah. You got to get drunk and go play with those in a field. I'm uh, <laughs> Tell me 20 I'm, minutes from now. Yeah. Oh man, you guys, the, the little, you know, it's a 10 inch wheel on the back. It's a really tiny little 10 inch wheel on the back and it's a 12 inch wheel on the front. They are just freaking hilarious. And I've got the, you know, the, the kind with the clutch. So we've got a standard proper four speed with a clutch, but then they also have the semi-auto. So, but we set one up for a guy the other day who came in and he, you know, he, he basically said, I'm going to take the shifter. And he took the shifter and took it home and said it was way too fast for his 12 year old. So he brought the shifter, but he brought the, the clutch shifter back and took a semi-auto. The semi-autos, you can just put them in third gear and yeah. start and start in third gear. No problem. Um, even me and put it in third gear and just drive away. Like it's an automatic. Uh, you'll never have to put it in any other gear. You'll never have to take it out of gear. It isn't, it will not stall. And that would be like the way to restrict it for your kids to make sure that they don't have too much torque or too much wheelies, but you put it in first or second and actually second is perfect. And in second, it just instantly goes into a perfectly controlled wheelie. <laughs> 
like the coward the throttle where you can just go like this and just keep it at the spot and keep working it but the problem is it's a 10 inch back wheel so the tip over point is like one degree so because the back wheel's so tiny you go from i got this to i don't got this in like one degree so that's when it's really good the fact that the thing is so tiny that you can just step away from it yeah you know so just put on yeah yeah put on your work boots yeah I was going to say, you're going to have to stock a shit ton of rear uh, fenders for that thing. I think that you just break the first one and never replace it, ever. <laughs> yeah. Or start with a 12 o'clock bar on it or something like that. that I was be, already thinking about that. That could be I the think. accessory. Well, that you just take some of the crates that you're that they come in, exactly. <laughs> use the angle iron to make 12 o'clock bars. That's a brilliant, that's actually a really brilliant idea. <laughs> just to take all the crates and just pre-cut them yeah. and literally make a 12 o'clock bar for every single one you sell. There you go. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really, really decent idea. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just just knock one out real quick. But uh, you guys... Well, they, if anybody can knock one out real quick, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> proven. Yeah, can confirm. The uh, You guys got to ride them, though, because they're just silly. Um, it's the perfect... I mean, the 110, the bike is small enough. It's not ridiculously small like the 70 cc's the 70 cc's you could break that in 10 seconds but i was jumping curbs on it doing horrible things to the 110 and it's really durable so <laughs> i i think it's good i mean we don't know about mid ohio we'll talk about in a minute but i think any of us on that thing it would just bring out your inner 11 year old and that's not a bad thing it doesn't take much i can tell you that <laughs> it doesn't take much <laughs> but you know i think the the thing is when you're on a when you're on like a ct70 the ct70 is very weird geometry i mean they're just bizarre and i've never felt at home riding a ct70 in a hurry i mean i was following john around i was on my ct110 he was on the ct70 and john feels very much at home on that combination of impossibly small tires <laughs> he, it's like he's riding a fucking beer cooler yeah and uh but he, he looks like you know he looks like he knows what he's doing he can do it all day long i get on a ct70 and i feel like somebody took the wheels off my motorcycle and replaced them with casters yeah <laughs> so like the st90 better yes absolutely yeah and i've never ridden an st90 but i can only imagine it would be really it would be neat i want at one point i really wanted to put uh, a ct90 motor in a ct70 right yeah. and make a skull cracker so you could put it in a low range and be like, <laughs> so that's exactly what you get with these little ssrs these little ssr 110s you had there's not just a question about it like if you're gonna drink and you're gonna ride one you damn well better be wearing a helmet because i can assure you you go from you know this tall to this tall super fast so, yeah yeah it's a good way to meet the ground in a hurry but, yeah. i have a question for all you guys so w when this pipe comes obviously the o2 center goes into it yeah to unplug the o2 center you have to take off all the plastic get to the tank and everything yeah. is there any reason that if you're careful you can't just fucking untwist the o2 sensor like if, obviously you're going to twist the wires a little bit but if you're just yeah. careful about it is it going to fuck anything up hmm. i just did that with my bmw yeah. and so I've you just it on, I, i've I, done I, it on I, cars I, but what, you, but well, what i did was they, it there was a they have them uh zip tied in 
So what I did was I snipped, I could see the zip ties, but I couldn't get to the connector. So I snipped the zip ties so that the length, when you put the twist on the wire, yeah. you weren't twisting just a short area of it. You were twisting the entire wire yeah. and it was like maybe five twists and it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big Lambda back. sensors. So universally Lambda sensors are five turns. And so what you'll do is you'll take the, you'll take the OEM Lambda sensor. You'll just back it off, undo the zip tie. So you've got as much slack as possible. Cause the longer the wire is, the more you, turns you can put into it without putting any stress on it. Yeah. Right. Right. And then when you put the thing back together again, you preload the wire by turning it anti-clockwise. Right. So it's not six or seven turns. So in case you don't catch the thread on the first time out. Right. Okay. That's yeah, what yeah. I figured. I mean, I'm not stupid, but it's like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know if there was like, you know, the, the wires were so brittle and that's why they're like, ah, take it off. You're going to break the thing, but now nah, you'll be fine. The other, well, I mean, if you're really concerned about it, you could just lift the thing up, you know, hold, <laughs> hold the whole, no, hold the whole bike up and just spin the, the whole bike. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, take, take the head pipe off. Yeah. Take, take the head pipe off and then maybe you can spin the head pipe if there's enough, yeah. you know, and then spin yeah. it back on and then bolt it up. Good yeah. point. All right. Yeah, I think you'll be okay, though. Yeah. I'm very interested to see. So when you install this Camara head pipe, you know, obviously you're losing the um, you're losing the inline catastrophic converter. Right. And you're also losing this giant accumulator box, this giant resonator. Right. So you're just going to go to a straight, essentially a straight pipe. Now, I'm very interested to see. So when you do all this and you disconnect the battery, right, and you take the positive terminal of the battery and touch it to the frame of the bike, thereby pulling any charge that might still be hiding in the ECU, right? Passive discharge. Right. So you, you dump everything that's in the ECU simply by just momentarily putting the positive to any ground. And you we got the there off. Truth. IPA. You put the thing on back together and you hit, turn the key on and you hit that start button. Don't hit anything else. No gas, no nothing. Right. Just the start button. And it might not catch on the first time, but by the second or third time you hit it, that bike's going to start. And I think over the course, I would be very surprised to find out that it had anything other than a smart little ECU in it. Right. And I bet you it's going to learn that pipe pretty quick. And uh, I, I think that I think that it will alter itself to match that pipe. Well, that's the thing. They didn't tell me whether or not it would do that. But yeah. I asked them, I'm like, you know, like when you get this, because like, you know, I, I have no intention of doing this, but you look at all the stuff that's available, right? Yes. Yeah. So right. they have, they have a 155 big bore kit for it. Exactly. And it's 400 bucks. And I was like, okay, right. that's not horrible. But then if you read the fine print, it's like to use this, you also need to get the brazer or browser um, ECU, ECU amendment and also a bigger injector. So now you're at $930 to make yeah. this thing a 550 CC bike. And that's not worth it to me at all. I don't have we the money it out for the review that we did online on YouTube. Uh, I priced out, uh, kitting out a uh, rascal, kitting out a Grom and kitting out a, um, TNT. And yeah, the TNT was the most expensive to kit out. But by the time you had it kitted out to that, that displacement, it was clearly ahead on the horsepower. 
But because of its price advantage against the Grom, you could afford to do that. So if it's Grom or TNT 135, you'll end up with a much faster bike for the same exact money by going with TNT 135. All day. And, and look because at your MSRP is lower, right? Yeah, 2699. Well, so. check this out. And this is like, so if, hold on, let me get the screen up. If, if you, you have were, an extra gear. You yeah, know, well, that's a huge one. The extra gear is amazing. But Ganger, man. So apparently, if you get the cam, yeah. the big bore here, you get right. the injector, and then this thing, the A rate for right. super, not that one, this one up here for 400 bucks. Right. For this, that, that, and that. Right. You have a 105 mile an hour tiny mini bike. <laughs> wow, shit. That sounds amazingly stupid. Yeah, I don't see the point of it, man. I'm telling you now, like 70 on this is going to be plenty. That's sure. 100% more than, you know, that's, that's fine. Yeah. So you got to, you got to win some trophies though, going 105 miles an hour. You know, and it weighs what, 230 pounds? Yeah, it's nothing. You know? So when you think about the kind of weight, I mean, that, that means that the bike and me are the same. Right. Yeah. And so that's really an interesting thing when you, when you were when you're riding a bike, that's that lightweight. Um, mostly I totally understand the guys that just want to use the thing to do tricks on because right. it really is the perfect platform for just having fun and being a, a, a dickhead. And, just well, doing and, shit. and I read a thing recently. So this motor, so since it's not the typical lay down Honda, like 110 right. style motor, it's actually a vertical uh, yeah. thing with twin spark, right? It has two spark yeah, yeah. plugs on it and everything efi four valve head right. but um apparently the oil pickup is in the back of the motor that's right you can wheelie well, these all things the all dudes day. that are wheeling are like this dude won't blow all the groms unless you do a modification where you add something to pull the oil from the back of it they're blowing up after a few hundred you know hours or whatever doing wheelies this a one few hundred blow. hours of wheelies <laughs> <laughs> well some of these guys buy this and go to parking lots and that's all they do man right you know? yeah but i i think that when you put that pipe on you're gonna lose some mid range I think you're right. I think you'll I have a agree. better top end, but you're going to lose your mid, uh, like a, a, some percentage of your mid-range. But, you know, here's the interesting thing, Steve. When you ride this bike, you don't ever ride this bike below 6,000 RPM. Yeah. So then that's not going to matter. Yeah. Right. There's, never, there's no point when you ride this bike that you're under 6,000 RPM. Because when I was riding it, I was trying to determine the perfect launch, like to get the bike going smoothly from a red light every single time without you know overcooking it and going into a wheelie that you have to recover from to just give the best application of power is about 6200 rpm and you know it's pretty much just wicked to 6200 and drop the clutch out and you'll get a good launch every single time and then you just once the bike starts rolling you just keep feeding it power and then of course you never shift it at below like 9000 rpm yeah, so, so it's not gonna matter anyway right it really does yeah. i don't think losing the mid-range is gonna be a problem yeah and I or bet the bottom end is going to be a problem. I think it's going to sound dope as shit, though, coming out of those two tiny pipes, though. I think it's going to – I don't think it's going to be quiet anymore. <laughs> it is pretty quiet. It's pretty quiet. It's got a cute little tone to it, but mostly that exhaust right now, the way it is from the factory, it's good for looking at. It ain't good for riding. It ain't good for, you know, auditory. But it's but nice. I know, it probably should – but it's not going to make it ridiculously loud just losing no. the cat, you know? No. No, because you still have all that pipe and you still have the tips and all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's gonna be the other hard. thing is you could probably sell that cat for like a hundred bucks at the scrapyard. 
Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I heard you get big money for that Palladium. Or you, or you hang Palladium. it underneath, hang it under your Toyota and make sure the cat burglar steals the wrong cat. Oh, yeah. there you go. Use it as a decoy. Decoy did cat. You guys see, did you guys see that there's a company selling cat protectors now? Because yeah. like, uh, sure. that's, that's, that's a viable thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. welded rebar around their cat. Yeah. You know, they'll go up underneath there and weld rebar so you can't get it out. We've lost three at the shop. So, I mean, yeah. and it's crazy how fast I have a friend named Randy who lives in Ohio city and he had a Honda element mm-hmm. and he had a ring doorbell. And this is the right. only reason he knows that what happened right. at six thirty in the morning, last Sunday, his ring doorbell activated. This car pulled up. You right. see this dude go underneath the car. Yeah. You hear, yeah. He's out within like 28, 30 seconds. Gone yeah. at 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And he went out and they started their car and it sounded like a, you know, a rape Dave start. And they're like, what the hell happened? And you know, that's, <laughs> Of course, the first cat they stole was their own. <laughs> I, don't get how they, I don't get how they can't catch these guys because if you go into a scrapyard, they right. take your license. They take, I mean, you have a guy coming in every two days bringing in a, a catalytic converter. I mean, what's he using? Like, why? He's coming every two days bringing in 15 catalytic converters. Right. And so, where's he getting them from? Well, and that's my argument. My argument is these scrapyards that are taking these cats and giving these guys $25 per cat. Fuck these scrapyards because these scrapyards are the ones who are propagating the problem. If the scrapyards quit taking in the palladium or quit taking in the $25 cats, look, clearly the scrapyards are selling them for a hell of a lot more than the 25 bucks they're paying out. Right. right. So clearly there's money in it for the scrapyards. But the point being, ain't nobody ever brought in a fucking catalytic converter that was sawzalled at each end that was anything other than ill gotten booty. Right. No, the only people that should be able to bring them in is somebody who's got a legitimate salvage yard or something that you know is getting. In. Yeah, you should have to bring in your business license, right? You well, what about what about having them serialized? What if there was a serial number on it and you can't sell it unless you unless it has a good serial number on it? Yeah, it's true. You know? Because if somebody true. comes in with fifteen catalytic converters, yeah, uh, who, how are you going to tell what car it came off? Even if it's been reported stolen or whatever, like it's a cat. What yeah. where what car did this come? Right. It's a high dollar item when it goes on. I mean, we know what they cost when they're brand new. If you ever had to replace an OEM Honda Element, and there's there's multiples, um, plus the O2 sensors for those cars are extraordinarily expensive as well, because you can't just run an off the shelf O2 sensor. You have to run a Honda um, O2 sensor, or the or the check engine light will not go out. So I wonder if they're actually purposely grabbing the O2 sensor to sell that too. You yeah, know? there's no doubt in my mind. So Prius cost 2500 bucks jesus christ because it was a nitrogen absorbing catalytic converter with like a check like a valve in it it had like really? a power valve in it and when it started up it absorbs all this nitrogen yeah and once it gets to a certain temperature it recirculates the uh the that that captured nitrogen back through the or nitric nitrite or whatever it is back through the converter to, to break it down so I, I cracked one 
Yeah. And when it would start up, it would sound like it had no exhaust on it. But as soon as that flap door would close, okay, right, it, 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 the noise went away. Okay, all right. How many of those Priuses do you have? I have zero right now. Oh, really? I was going to oh. say, if, if I knew you had like five or six, I might hit you some night. Uh, well, the one's cracked, so you could take that one all you want. Then I wouldn't have to take it out. <laughs> uh, question: Did anybody check the links that I sent out? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> so there is a rash. There are a rash of motorcyclists being struck and killed by Tesla operators. I did actually read that one. And the interesting thing is. It seems as though the common factor is that the operators of the Teslas at fault are asleep. So um, narcoleptics operating Teslas are killing motorcycle operators. Yeah, go figure, huh? Right? Yeah, not good for me. I, <laughs> fucking hell, man. The, um, the, the first story that I read was of the gentleman. They were at the scene of another crash. And we all, if anybody's been in a motorcycle crash, you'll know what happens. Bikes crash. We all fucking gather like a bunch of idiots. We park our bikes in the worst way possible. And we stand around. And we're all looking down going, oh, what the fuck, you know? And there's like one dude who's taking care of everything. And then everyone else is basically being a fucking problem but you know bigger group go figure beer (laughs) right exactly and i guess that's what happened and the tesla was following another vehicle operating in a normal operation and the the lead vehicle veered off to the side and the tesla didn't because the tesla in the tesla's brain didn't need to change lanes because it was in a safe lane so the lead vehicle changed lanes the tesla didn't change lanes the tesla did not acknowledge the human standing by the motorcycle on the road is being a vehicle-shaped object it needed to avoid and it ran over the dude and like did not run like hit him he ran over him like fully involved man under car situation that a good clip um yeah, i just did a i just hit a groundhog right yeah and I, then I, I just wonder what the computer i wish i could have heard the computer's voice when it was like oh fuck shit oh god damn well, <laughs> oh, i just fucked up the guy ran too right he left the tesla so that was the second one so the second one that i posted was the guy who's tesla um in california the guys uh, another guy fell asleep at the wheel and hit a motorcyclist and uh there was a i mean if you look at the photographs from that it was pretty fucking bad we'll post links in the show notes thing but it's the the pictures are fucking terrible and you see how folded up the car is and the bike is a mess and that after the collision the uh the tesla stopped because the tesla had acknowledged it had been in a crash and uh, the occupant woke up and fucked off so you know the uh why do they even allow those cars to run on auto it's weird i mean it's it's it seems like that it's playing fucking devil's advocate with all kinds of crazy stuff a lot like in arizona there's a lot of cities that encourage the testing to happen there um the weather's good and and you know it's pretty clear and they like the money coming in from uh, google or uh tesla they do encourage testing in those cities and we when we were out there buying the van we saw a lot of them out there 
but it is it does feel like maybe this isn't the safest maybe we're not there yet you know and, and here's the thing there's technology out there right now there's earbuds that you can get they're for truck drivers mm-hmm. and they have a head lean angle yeah and they also have other ones where they have eye sensors where if you close your eyes it'll beep and let you know you're sli- why wouldn't they be like if you want to use this driverless feature just to relax and kind of like just look out the window or whatever sure. put something on so that your eye you can tell your eyes are open or your you know, you're and that's the weird thing is the Tesla has a number of safety features built into the car that uh, one sense your presence on the steering wheel, you know, that, that you are giving some resistance to the steering wheel. However, I've talked with, you know, Tesla owners who say that uh, there's a really great technique for uh, avoiding that or bypassing it is to lower the steering wheel until it's touching your knee. And then if you lower the steering wheel to where it's touching your knee, then the steering wheel picks up on your, the resistance of your knee being there and just assumes that you're doing your job of driving, even though you're cat napping and uh, you've told the Tesla where you want to go and you'll wake up when you get there. See, that's so if you don't want to drive your car, you, you should be able to get sued to, to, to uh, pop popper them. Yeah. To the living death. Well, I mean, there is this, this whole thing is if you fell asleep and you killed somebody with your car and it was not a Tesla, I'm going to kill you, you back. Well, yeah, I just believe that you have the same exact culpability, whether you're doing it behind the wheel of a $12,000 car, a $600 car or a $60,000 Tesla, you know, it's the same. You're just as guilty. You have killed somebody with your car. Right. You know, you know and the thing they can do too, with these things, the whole point of having that like experience and like you know like keeping traffic from backing up if they had it on the hub lanes yes like the things like that where like you have like it's they're already high speed lanes where people aren't getting off all the time and doing stuff if they could somehow just keep it to that maybe it'd be okay but having it in normal lanes fuck you see how people drive when you're on a motorcycle it's like i don't want some no no driving car anywhere near any of that crap man but you know what it doesn't matter because i've you know there have been situations where i've almost gotten killed where you're flying down the highway you're falling behind a car you really can't see what's up in front of that car. You might be two lengths in front of that guy, and all of a sudden, bam, he veers over to the left, and there's a fucking car stalled right in the center lane. That's right. So yeah. how's the Tesla going to handle that? I survived because I was like, fuck, is it really going to react that quick, stomp the brake, hit, you know, or it, it just, I don't know. A wise robot once said, kill all humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we do is kill all the humans. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the robot's favorite snack? Microchips. Micro. Oh, oh, man. So I program uh, uh, control loops, like self-learning control loops. Yeah. For like gate control and like uh, process control and all this other stuff. But the best controller is a human. I mean, the best yeah. analog controller out there is a human sure. that's awake and like, that's paying attention. It's, right. It can adjust way faster than any other controller. But uh, a person who's asleep is not yeah. a very good controller. Not there anymore, right? Yeah. That's why you have controllers to make up for the people that are sleeping on the job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Not that I've ever slept on the job. <laughs> does, does Chris Smith have a joke for us tonight? I do. You do? Okay. You should have two because you didn't get one last week. Oh, you didn't get one last week? Oh, don't tell me you want to hear two. Hold on. I'm going to go grab a beer real quick. Don't tell it just yet. We'll have some stupidity with Macklefresh. I have the brick cleaner. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm going to try not to spray it on the Corvette. Yeah. (laughs) 
Here, we'll do it the other way, too. All right, here we go. Facing the computer. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, Donnie's on fire. <laughs> we thought you were done for, dude. <laughs> ah, I got away. Ah. <laughs> and you all started laughing your asses off. <laughs> Like, holy shit, look at that. If I could only smell it, it smells like chicken. Mmm, <laughs> chicken. Sure glad I'm dead. Oh, that's good. Um, so, uh, good. anybody ready for a joke? You guys want to hear a joke? Yeah. So Colin has been in this old age home for quite a while. One of the nurses checks in on him. He's very sad and he's crying. And she says, what happened? He says, my penis died. She ignored this and went on her way that day. Typical. Next day, he's walking down, up and down the aisles, and his penis is hanging out, and the nurse grabs him and pulls him back in his room and says, you can't do that. She says, yesterday, you told me your penis is dead. He says, yeah, I know. Today's the viewing. <laughs> All right. Number two. Number two. Guy goes in the ER and the nurse comes out and says, Sir, can I I can help you with whatever the problem is? He says, Well, before I tell you, you gotta promise that you won't laugh. She says, I've been a nurse for thirty-five years. I would never laugh at a patient. He drops his pants and shows her his penis, which is so small it's the size of a triple-A battery. She starts laughing hysterically, can't hold on. She finally gathers herself together, and she says, I'm so sorry. What's the problem? He says, it's swollen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those are great. (laughs) Sorry to say the penis word. <laughs> hey, so, you guys want to hear a COVID nineteen joke? Sure, sure. Uh, you probably won't get it. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> yeah. I believe. Dun, 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 dun. The uh, the uh, not to belabor the COVID point, but Sturgis is still apparently it. They're not calling it. And the Black Hills uh, newspaper out there has said that they're not going to admit anything. I mean, they're not going to acknowledge uh, anything or give a date or whatever until as late as June 15th. And now that's for an event that's in August. Now, if you were a vendor or if you were the guys who do the wall of death or you were um, anybody that had to do logistics and get an 18 wheeler full of stuff out there, um, June 15th is not enough time till August 10th to bid all that stuff together. Imagine if you were a guy that normally goes out there and sells 300 or 400 helmets, you got to order those in um, if you don't have them already. Uh, this is really, uh, you know, it's getting to be go time for mid Ohio too. Uh, mid Ohio is what July 10th, right? Yes. Um, that's to have not specifically said it's off or it's on or whatever to have not called it at this point is a little wild. Um, you know, for us to go there. Yeah. It's a bit of a giggle. It's an inconvenience 
minor scale inconvenience, whether or not we rent the RV or whatever, it's all pretty easy. We can react pretty quickly. No harm for us. But for the guys that who bring a big display or for the guys that bring a lot of stuff to sell or for the guys who this is their big fucking show of the year, Wazion is already canceled. That's done. That's 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 happened. That's off the radar. So um, I think at this point for people that are holding on, let's not even talk about like, is there going to be another surge or is 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 there going to be like another growth? Um, is it going to go away and come back again or whatever? Second wave. Even, yeah. Yeah. Even just being what it is right now. Um, yeah. I think that an event that's going to be on July 10th at this point, that's really, really uh, teetering on irresponsible. I can't imagine it would be at all possible to do that, to do mid Ohio. A special guest. Oh yeah. We got a special guest. Yes. Oh, get out of here. Oh, no way. No way. No, no way. Back I to, cannot. There, this, this is this not is, happening. I think, think Gene's hijacked her computer. She just, I think this special person just wants to watch. I think she might just want to watch. Yeah, exactly. And we can let her, they, she can do that if she wants. Right. Hey, she so can, Phil. It'll be just well, like it is normally at the podcast. She'll get done working out and she'll come and she'll sit behind and watch us do the podcast. That's fine. That's <laughs> I think we fine. have to demand that. Oh, oh, no. no. Oh, my God. Hey, what's up, Renee? What's up? What's up? So if anybody wonders who actually runs Cleveland Moto. That's right. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) They, uh, her and James did all the work today, and I simply entertained people with bad credit. (laughs) What happened to the Marine dude? Uh, Bad credit. (laughs) All that for bad credit? Yeah, hours. Hours. Hours of time with him. And uh, I believe James brought up a point is he's never met anybody who was a Marine or a a former cop that was good with money. (laughs) And I think that was the case with with this guy. I believe he co-signed for his son on a car that got repoed. Oh, that's never good. Not good for your credit score. Mm-mm. Yeah. So that's hey, that. Phil, I found out that my uh, Suzuki is up in your shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your Suzuki's, uh, it's, it's at the end of the line. We got a for sale sign on it. Don't worry. We'll cut you in for at least 20%. <laughs> yeah. No, 10, 10% is fine. I, I saw it there and I rubbed my butt all over every part of it when nobody was looking. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, up, yeah, we've sprayed it down with COVID juice. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say what is funny is that uh, the, the, that gentleman was in the shop yesterday and they were kind of they were really kind of salty about the whole having to wear a mask in my shop thing. But they came back today with masks. Um, so they, did, they went out and they got masks and they came back with masks on. So that was cool. Good. Yeah. Well, Good. Should wear, I mean, I had an issue at the beginning with masks, but yeah. I thought I'm wearing a mask to protect you from me. Right. I mean, exactly. if it was the other way around, I don't have a problem with it, but I mean, I'm trying to protect you from me just in case. So yeah, exactly. it's responsible. It's just right. a responsible thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, I mean, especially with wearing cotton masks, you know, you're not, if you're in contact with a germ that's just, sitting there you're getting it it's exactly yeah. what you're saying steve it's to keep those things from going and flying across the room right. yeah well the other thing uh cinch is if you're in contact with a german that <laughs> cotton mask is not going to save you no it isn't no. here's a little something because i was doing some research today and i i know you guys hate it when i put the phone up and everything it's okay i can read it go ahead 
But basically, so if you go on to Google and you go to shopping and you type in mask or N95 mask, right? Google will not give you results. They will give you this. Right. They'll tell you they, not to buy them. Yeah. It says product availability may be limited. We're, re- we're removing results with excessive price increases for the latest guidance. Go to the World Health Organization. Yes, exactly. So they will not let you even look for a mask online. And it so is if you need any better indicator that we're not ready to start moving forward and opening stuff, it's where they won't, you can't buy a mask anywhere. You can't buy hand sanitizer. You can't buy any of the proper stuff that you should have to maintain a sanitary and safe workplace. Well, well let me interrupt for one second because I just ordered uh, two cases of N95s and I got them in. Yeah. I ordered a bunch of those, you know, those um, those cartridges for my 3Ms. Yeah. I just got them in. They all came in today. And our, you have to go to, like, Amazon, and you go to Amazon, and you get designated as a government agency or whatever. You did that through you, work. You did it through work. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I'm saying that the city of Cleveland should probably be able to do that as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh I got another guess. But, but they should do that in order to protect protect their employees and they can do that because like I said today we're designated as a uh oh look at him oh oh say something say something Renee brought a pigeon in off the roof (laughs) oh no hey hi meet Alex oh jeez is he feeling better yeah are you a good boy are you a good boy yeah, I'm I, yeah. I, I thought he was smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Fight the girl. What? Fight the girl. <laughs> he said he thought he was smaller, but that's a big bird. It is. Fight the girl. <laughs> hey, can I make a comment on the N95 mask for a moment? Please do. So for the last three weeks, I've been involved with uh, the Cleveland Clinic testing uh, people over at a number of hospitals for the proper fitment yeah. of N95 masks. And about a third of the people fail. Right. Um, because there's about four or five different sizes. So we have to set them up with the right size masks. So just ordering an N95 mask off the internet does not mean that it's going to work for you. That's like ordering a tire off the internet and not having the right size for your bike or your car or something like that. So don't get sucked into saying, Oh shit, it's an N95. I'm going to buy it. And I'm going to be safe. Cause that's right. not necessarily the truth. That's the end of my comment. Well, let me ask you what I was showing in that picture was my city issued mask, which is a, a napkin made out of 65% polyester. That's literally a restaurant napkin. That was what I was issued as proper PPE. Well, that's going to work for you, John. <laughs> you got a little something on the corner of your mouth there. It's a good thing they issued you that napkin. But, but they yeah. bought 15,000 of those. 15,000 yeah. napkins. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. They got a well, great deal a, from the party centers. Me I have and a respirator, which works really well with the the, car, the organic filters and the HEPA. Yeah. But for at, but for home, I bought these really nice ones on uh, on the internet. With It's knit, but it's got fleece on the inside. Yeah. 
and you just pull it down it just goes around your neck and you can just pull it up over your face and, right. it, and it seems to work okay i mean the one you wear it looks like it's fairly comfortable phil yeah i mean i'm looking for an n95 with a valve because i want to exhaust my moist air because it, mine's sweating a lot so i want to take in fresh air and then exhaust out so it doesn't and the, the, you the valves are magic because the valves make sure everyone else gets your spit I don't. When I'm at work, <laughs> I can give a fuck. I hope they do. <laughs> because they don't give a fuck about me. So me and get you one, John. Right? Like masks don't even help us because we got beards, right? Like there's not like we're. Well, that's true. Like, yeah. All we so can do is keep our shit from other people, but I'm, we're fucked. Well, since since there's a special mask for guys that that have beards, but right now when we test people in these hospitals, they have to shave their beards. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. It, well, I, I believe me. Like if my my job required me to be around people all the time i'd have the respect to do that but i, I don't i don't see anybody so i went to a covid thank god for that undercut so i've now <laughs> that's what i now, was trying to do i, I try to cut it up yeah. this way enough so i can get the mask right around yeah. underneath it yeah that's what i've done i've shaved all the way underneath here so it's just hanging down <laughs> they offered a, they, they, they sent out an email and offered to get us uh, offered to see if we wanted a face Facial. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck's that going to be? A fucking uh, roll of plastic wrap or something and a couple straws? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Phil, with your new haircut, you kind of have like a, a male Brazilian. So if you feel yourself, oh, no. that's kind of sexy. <laughs> it's my uh, it's my cohawk, but yeah. What is a male Brazilian? Male Brazilian. Now the good news is the good. Go ahead, Cinch. Put it up on the uh, screen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, don't Google it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The bald spots go back. The bald spots go back so far; it lends itself to a mohawk. Yeah. So that's amazing. See, I, I went bald, and it just went. Everything is gone. So you're lucky. At least right. you have a mohawk. I have nothing. Yeah, it's just bald all the way back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I got the hair club for oh, men. Like, I have hair on one side, but then this side is no hair. It's like, oh, hair. John, you look like no Renee's hair. back. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. John, where are you? You look like you're in a shed. It's dark. I'm in the garage. I'm in my garage. Okay. This is the Ten Up Club. I, you haven't been here in like six years. <laughs> we're having a meeting, meeting tomorrow. We've had meetings every Saturday night, but you're never here. The Torn Up Club. Yeah. <laughs> The ton unders. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it seemed so, Phil, owning a shop during this whole thing, you have the whole thing locked down. People have to call to get in. Yeah, exactly. They're being safe about it. You know, you're not being dumb. But yeah. it seems like you're getting a lot of business. Like people are coming yeah. out in our sales. So sales are bad. I mean, and we're not going to lie. Sales are about a third of where they normally would be, but we're thrilled that we can work. The service department, I've got two guys in the service department that are just absolutely inundated. They're just flooded with work. We're a lot pickier now. We're being very, very picky about what comes in because we know we've got two guys and they're just absolutely slammed. Um, but here's, I mean, I'm, this is going to be the biggest thing that people are so starved for the retail experience as Americans, we are all very, very accustomed to having retail therapy. Um, for many, many years, uh, 18, 20 years, Renee will tell you that we are essentially counselors and entertainers and we are there as a captive audience to listen to 
you know, old white guys that come in that have nothing better to do. And now we have the ability, at least with the sign on the door that says, call us and we will interview you and allow you to come in. If people want to browse, they can go on the website. All of our bikes are on the website. It's fine. But if they want to purchase or, you know, um, they, they need to pick up parts or drop a bike off for service, we're set up to do that. They can drop the keys in the mailbox and we've got a good system. Today, a guy came to pick up his zero motorcycle and he didn't come in the shop at all. I took care of all of his paperwork outside in the bright sunshine with a mask and gloves on. And we did all the signing of paperwork that we needed. And he never came in the building and nice. it can be done. It is, it's, it's absolutely possible to do it in states like Pennsylvania and Michigan, where their governor did not allow their motorcycle shop to be an essential business. They have had to do online sales and then deliver the bike, basically doing what we did today, which is I'll meet you in the parking lot and you'll sign the paperwork in the parking lot. You can keep the pen and here's your bike. Here's your keys off you fuck. And that's what we're doing. And it is part of it is amazing because now the door, which used to be every time the doorbell would ring, I'd get stress uh, because it's going to be like, Oh man, here's another person who's going to come in and they're not, they're not going to have their shit together or they're just a transient person off the street. And it's not going to be a great experience. Well now, because everyone who's coming in has an appointment, it's a much better experience because these are people that are essentially really, really want to be there. Are you going to carry this forward? Well, I would, yeah, I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> Bring, yeah, go, keep it going. But it does give us the ability to really, really find like laser focus. And as Steve saw today, I can be with one, you know, with one couple, with one group of people, give them all of my attention, answer all of their questions. And it does shorten the experience when you can spend your time with one person. I mean, uh, I, mean you, like, I mean, I granted, like, you know, granted, you know, I know you guys pretty well, right. but I bought a new bike today in 15 minutes. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that was it. It's so, the whole process. Yeah. So would it help to have more parrots in the showroom? More parrots. <laughs> <laughs> you took a minute, Renee. You only yeah, have one. I'd say it probably enough. wouldn't hurt. Okay. Well, I wonder if Daniel remembers this. Chris might remember this. So our old shop, the wilderness shop. So our old motorcycle cycle shop the one that was around the corner in lakewood prior to it being us the previous tenant was a mattress shop that was in there that was like always going out of business kind of thing but the previous tenant was actually called the wilderness shop that was the warehouse wilderness shop yeah exactly and in the middle right in the middle of the building where the stairs are they had really big bird cages and in those really big bird cages they had exotic birds and people loved it and uh people would go bonkers they'd go in and see those chris do you remember when those cages were there yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. I think those were just finches weren't they they were small birds yeah but they they, they had different birds and i remember as a kid because that's where i had to go to get my cub scout gear and my boy scout gear because that's that was one of the things they sold at the wilderness shop and so i always remember going in there because they had the birds and it yeah, was like, weren't they gray they were like little gray ones with yeah. orange beaks exactly one yep finches yeah what daniel renee saying. what do you think what kind of birds were those she she never saw it yeah, she's <laughs> muted you're muted well, we can't hear Renee. 
He was being loud. I, I can hear him. You want to hear him talk? Oh, we want to hear him whistle Pink Panther. Oh, I, he won't do it now. Okay. Is um, he, a little camera he, shy? Yeah, does he know he's on camera? I don't uh, think so. <laughs> he hears all these boys' voices. Uh, Hello. He's shy. <laughs> Phil, for the, so for, or Renee, for the few people that actually come in for business, have you noticed that any of them have at least slightly tried to just keep talking and just get some more extra time with you guys? Or are there really people that know the drill and they know that it's not they're not supposed to and just get out or some How sort of question is that? I think he's asking about Klingons. Have you had any Klingons? Yeah. yeah. Any Klingies, so, yeah. Uh, remember, there was a guy a couple of days ago that tricked us and he tricked us into thinking he wanted to buy a particular bike. And so he came into the shop and he, he, he totally fooled me. And he said, he specifically said that there was one bike he wanted to look at this, you know, BMW we had on the floor and he came in. And then when he was in there after about 45 fucking minutes, I realized he was just walking me down the aisle for every single fucking bike. And so he was like, so, so tell me about this uh, R3. And I'm like, you started talking about a BMW 800 motherfucker. There is no way you're looking at both of these bikes. You know, you are literally just dating me at this point. And he was, and it was just one of those things where I knew that I was like, okay, this guy just wants retail therapy. That's all he wants. He wants the the girlfriend experience. He's not going to buy shit. And so, yeah, I eventually just told him, I was like, you got to go. I'm like, look, you got to go. Because what people don't realize is that our shop, we, we can end up spending six to eight hours a day just having a girlfriend experience with a person who will probably never be a customer. The downside is we don't make a sale and it also keeps us from doing other work we have to do because our shop's not big enough to have actual staff members that that's their whole job is just to entertain people. So it's tough. It can be really difficult and this has been different. And so like having the door closed, having it be pick up the phone, call us and having it also be, I like the barrier of having the mask. Renee, did you see the guy today? He just, he kept following me around, getting closer and closer to me. And I told him a couple of times, I was like, stop. If you keep walking towards me, I will keep retreating. And we did. We went the whole way around the showroom. The guy was fucking pursuing me. No, my wife, uh, Peggy was like, why do you keep backing away from me? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just used to it all day at work. I keep fucking, everybody, (laughs) half the people I work with wear masks, half people don't. And like my supervisor always wants to come on. I'm like, I keep walking back. I'm backpedaling all the time. But what I was going to say is perhaps maybe, would it make any sense to have like a zoom cast event for prospective buyers or people who wanted to see the shop and oh, you could be like hey at x number of time log on here's a zoom cast thing i'll take questions from the audience i'll walk around i'll talk about bikes and you get a whole group of people all yeah. at once getting the spiel so you don't have to do it one at one at a time i i have really had i've had a lot of fun with the facetime and taking my phone and like walking around a particular bike yeah and like giving the <laughs> people like 
like the tour, the virtual tour of that particular bike. Sure. If you look on YouTube right now, uh, two weeks ago, we posted a uh, 10 minute YouTube walk around that we did of the entire shop. So you could see every bike in the shop and we give it a, a brief, like, you know, this is what this is. This is the price. And we move on to the next one. So it's a real quick showroom tour. So if we have to say to anybody like, Oh, well, do you have this in stock? Well, dude, yeah, just go to the YouTube and it's right there. So yeah, it's a, it's a weird way to do business. There's no doubt about it, but it's, we can't survive this way. No company can stay in business doing 30% of the business they're used to doing. Hey, but, Phil, let me make a suggestion too. If you tell them two of my jokes, <laughs> they're still in your shop and they might be a serious buyer but most of the time they'll just walk away they'll just, fuck off. <laughs> they'll just leave <laughs> they won't be there anymore <laughs> I, I was doing one of my plants the other day yeah. and I see this guy in the woods with two dogs Yeah, and so I drive and this thing is like well, this is a gun club so it's like, you know, like a mile off like maybe a, you know half a mile off the road so I'm going yeah, through yeah. the woods by the time okay, I got back to the plant this guy comes up to me he, i mean he followed me down the road right comes right up to me walks like within like six inches of my face and grabs my hand what and he's you know he's like i own this property why like they keep on saying a guy with a weird japanese van is coming back here and it's like well yeah, he is isn't he and that's what he said and <laughs> and but he grabbed my hand and i mean i was like taken aback right because i'm used to being there by myself because the place is closed right so the guy grabs my hand and he's like six inches from my face fuck that and like so already i'm like i got the covid yeah. i mean it's like too late <laughs> there's nothing i can do so the guy's like it's all bullshit this is a conspiracy yeah. you know nobody's dying it's, we had one of those not, today not about this thing i own all this property and you know you guys rent from me i'm like i'm not you guys i'm a subcontractor <laughs> get the fuck away from me <laughs> and you look down and both of his dogs were coughing and had pneumonia it's been clearly <laughs> giving them covid yeah well, it was scary i mean it's like anymore you're afraid of everybody yeah, yeah. No. Just keep a bottle of juice in your hands. You know, if somebody touches you, you juice it up, you rub your hands, you're good. I, I wipe my face down with one of those stupid Clorox like wipes. You're not supposed to do that. No. I know, but I mean, what am I supposed? What was I supposed to do? The dude was like, like get right in my face, yeah. and he was. Hoff, Hoff, just do the gin and juice. Yeah, no, he's probably oh, should have done that. Hoff was wearing the Trump hat last week. He went back and was chugging shots of bleach and all kinds. Of <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, Hoff. Hoff was doing the uh, Clorox chewables. <laughs> you didn't say that. You chase it down with a Tide Pod, you'll be okay. <laughs> so, so, Steve, you made that UV thing to clean the shit stuff. I made this 12-inch dildo with a high-powered UV light that you can get from the inside, and just cleans everything out for you. <laughs> Perfect. What a creative mind. Thank I'm you. marketing a lung brush. You can stick it down and scrub your lungs with it. <laughs> Good for heavy smoking, COVID, whatever. Hey, Chris, so what, what are you drinking? This is a little uh, Market Garden uh, Lemon Shandy. Shandy. We're both shandying it up. We're both shandying. I, you know what? And Johnny Mac, I got to tell you, this shandy is exceptional, and uh, I'll get you a case of it if you're uh, if you're into it because this stuff is really great. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm really into it. Get me a case. Hey, why? Is it <laughs> Remember, Dan sent us a bunch of beer, and Phil's not even drinking it. Where is this beer? Motherfucker. 
What? I think the captain has left the ship for a minute. Yeah. And uh, and and what's the next bourbon that we're going to enjoy at the next uh, communal podcast? I have a bottle. I have a f- couple good bottles to bring. So what do you got? What do you got, Hoff? I have a, a good white. I bought this Wyoming uh, uh, small batch. It's supposed to be really good. It's a, a little distillery in Wyoming. So I'll bring that one. I got a bottle that I'll bring called Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. So that's uh, that's got a little historic value. And uh, if uh, we kill it off in one night uh the headaches will pay dividends the next day <laughs> oh, wait, did, did you guys talk about are we, are we gonna do a, a, a quasi crackle cast or, or is that off the table so maybe next week we have i bought the cable so i have the cable oh, nice. Yep. So we have the 20 foot cables, but since DeWine kind of closed us back down, I think uh, Johnny said like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do it. And Phil was right. like, yeah, let's not. I think so. Yeah. Did I say it? Also, what do you say, Johnny? You're talking to me or are you talking Chrome? No, you. I said we shouldn't do it. I think you said something like, no. are you the one that sent the text that said DeWine did the extra month? I did no. that, but I, I didn't mean that we shouldn't do the crackle cast, but I, you know, but I also, I'm not saying we should or shouldn't. Okay. I do think that it's, it's probably, I mean, I, I'm okay. I'm totally great with whatever we decide to do, but absolutely from a housekeeping standpoint, it's better to do another zoom cast this weekend. Um, and then, and just push it back a little bit one, because it is still cold as frig. Uh, so we're not really at the same fucking balmy weather yet. And also at least a week from now, I'll have a bigger burn barrel in the backyard for bigger fire. So, right. and the no. thing is, so people listening, what we're talking about doing is, you know, we usually record the podcast well steve bought us a bunch and also dan 20 foot cables so we can all be spaced 15 20 feet away and do it safely and thing but you're right like right now it's 47 degrees outside would not be that fun we're each gonna gonna be that close to the fire and the camera's gonna have to be in the roof Right. Yeah. Huge yeah. fire. A huge well, fire. Everybody's circumference with the 20 foot cables, the circumference would be 120 feet. So uh, of, uh, the circle would be 120 feet. So we could put six people and they would all be 20 feet away from each other. But you could also. With, just, yeah, you can do a hexagon. <laughs> just do a hexagon. Just do a, the hexagon thing. Yeah. I think a pentagram would be better. <laughs> I normally have somebody to help me. Oscar normally helps me with that one. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to bring it. I'm bringing it. You're bringing it? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you do one of these jobs where you just do the thing and take your hand and just smash it? Wait, hold on. No, it's, it's hand, and you, your finger is like this, and then you grab your finger like that. Right. And if you draw a little black mark on it, it's perfect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Cub Scouts is all about. Yeah. <laughs> and Facebook, Rene, not anymore. Not Rene, anymore. Missed about, Rene missed all of that. 
No. Yeah, they, they didn't do that in Yinzer Scouts or whatever she grew up with. <laughs> <laughs> Yinzer Scouts? Yinzer Scouts. What the hell's that? You know, where Yins get together and scouting out. <laughs> <laughs> Yinzer Scouts. My, my brother Mark tends to live in his scout, and he calls it the scout house. Scout house? He lives in the scout house. Scout house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, Cub Scout, Girl Scout, Boy Scouts and that. Where, where is it? so not i mean we are joking about the distancing stuff but it is pretty funny because yeah if we do get together in somebody's backyard and we got a raging fire going and all that's beautiful and great we're still i mean you still got to be careful guys you i mean you can't at this point you can't say you don't know the rules none of this (laughs) (laughs) no docking absolutely right week uh or last weekend was it was it any worse than the previous weeks that we went out or or is it or people are just same amount of people out in the parks and stuff or or um I, last week when we rode uh it, I, we didn't see that many people out i mean it was it was pretty cool but one thing i was telling dan about this and and steve you'll remember this we went we ended up driving all over the place and we went through ravenna does anybody know that there's a historical harley davidson museum in ravenna like a huge building that's orange and black and gray and it's like bob, what was it steve bob zoe's harley davidson museum or something some sure. thing like that yeah i, I never saw it before before. I mean, I, I, but I've never ri- really ridden through Ravenna before either. So. Oh, yeah, well, uh, right. I've never heard of it. <laughs> but but yeah, it seemed pretty cool. I mean, it, it wasn't like the tiny little, you know, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a restaurant with an addition. It was like a whole building dedicated to vintage Harley Davidsons, which oh, wow. that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Something to look forward to when, you know, it's not locked down. <laughs> so you guys want to hear an interesting story about Isle of Man? Oh, yeah. So it's it's obviously canceled. So, you know, because that's an island, let's just, I mean, acknowledge that. First of all, Oscar will tell you they are their own fucking country. They, they like to remind you they are not part of England. <laughs> it's not like, this is not like, oh, yeah, where are you? Well, we're in England. No, you're not in England. Yes, yeah, so the smallest cities they have their own currency with their own little logo on it that yeah. nobody else takes but them. <laughs> Wait, what's the conversion? So, like, what's one U.S. dollar to one island dollar? Uh, well, it's better to tell you that it's tied to the pound. So your your pound, whatever your dollar to the pound is, you, you go in, whether you have pounds in your pocket or you have Manx dollars in your pocket, Manx pounds. So Manx pounds and UK pounds are the exact same exchange rate. They are the same. The pound for pound. Pound for pound. The problem is... Yeah, I like that. Sixty back. The problem is if you have a pocket full of if you have a pocket full of Manx dollars or Manx pounds, you cannot use them off the island. So if you have if you have UK pounds in your pocket, you can spend them perfectly fine on the island. Just make sure that when you leave the island, all of your Manx pounds have magically been turned into UK pounds because the Manx pounds are only good on the island. Uh, in fact, you can't even get banks 
banks on the mainland to trade those Manx pounds in for UK pounds. Oh, wow. It's literally an island currency. So that is the fun thing. Now, the the money's great. It's got pictures of like a little cat with no tail, uh, you know, all kinds of extra fingers. Or some of their um, some of their uh, currency has motorcycles on it and stuff. It's fucking cool. Like they got it going on, but they really are. They are their own country. You know, they 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 are not part of England. They're not part of Ireland. They are this little island out in the middle. Oh, there you go. Oscar's got some. Yeah, look at that. So that's you see, it's got the tri- cool. it's got Iskellion on it. Check that out. Oh yeah. So, yeah, it's got the triskelion right in the middle of it. Um, very cool. So the the Manx government has acknowledged a while ago that there will be no race this year. There will be no TT. There will no be be no racing of any kind. It's because their economy. Oh, it's it's this is devastating. Those are main. That's their main income for the island. Yeah, but this do is they have, since they are an island and they're pretty restrictive. Do they even have COVID right now? That's the thing is they have an incredibly low incidence of COVID right now. Right. But more importantly, they have been able to say nobody's coming onto the island. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So they, they totally locked that shit down. What do you got there? A potato cannon? Yeah. We're going to fire it in your garage? <laughs> Are you going to fire a potato cannon in your garage? We'll just dry fire it. Yes, please. That's what I told every date that I've ever been on. <laughs> just drive oh, fire and no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and dry fire. <laughs> hey, wait, is, is uh, Mrs. Smith trying to get rid of Chris? Cause I think she is. It out. Yeah, I think I think he's not I dead think, yet. I think Mrs. Smith, <laughs> Mrs. Smith is literally got killing off her husband. <laughs> Here, try this mushroom soup. I picked them freshly. <laughs> <laughs> so I I've got these. Uh, I got a couple of guys guys that were interested in going to Isle of Man, and so the last time they went to the Isle of Man. They were they were talking to me about going and some recommendations that we'd had because Oscar and I rented a, a whole house and we kind of had a different experience with Isle of Man than most people have. And we were kind of sad because it was the rainiest Isle of Man ever. And we only got to see like four days of actual racing because everything got cut short. So the guys I was talking to, though, guess what year they went to the Isle of Man? 2000 during the hoof and mouth disease. <laughs> so the worst possible scenario is they paid for their flight and their accommodations and the ferry and everything they paid for. But then when they got to the island, there was absolutely no racing because they couldn't risk transporting hoof and mouth disease around the island. So year one, they have a hoof and mouth and year two, they had mad cow. So, (laughs) so these poor bastards went to the Isle of man and basically got to just use the Isle of man as somebody would use the Isle of man as a tourist. There was no racing whatsoever. And there's a lot of cool shit to do on the Isle of man. As Oscar and I found out, there's really some cool, cool stuff, but it's not worth spending that kind of fucking (laughs) just to go. 
go to yeah to go to a quaint British island. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I'm, so. sure, I'm sure you can find a pretty sweet house in Parma for free to go and visit, compared to flying halfway around the world to go and just do that. <laughs> <laughs> just sit around and talk about races that happened last year. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's <laughs> so, YouTube the Isle of Man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so now this is what, but this is the part I wanted to bring up because it is relevant to our podcast. So obviously many, 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 many events are being canceled this year. John, you are spectacular. Yes, John. <laughs> that is so, that is so perfect. And your two <laughs> colors are shining through. Yep. And, and he's not smoking the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone saw so these guys were saying, okay, well, we're going to go next year. Well, if everybody that wanted to go to Isle of Man this year can't go, Steam Packet Ferries, the ferry company, and all the transportation companies are all saying that they're giving priority plus motorcycle rental companies to anybody that had booked for this year but got fucked over. So they're talking about next year, the 2021, being completely fucking overrun. And uh, in, in the thing with the Isle of Man is it's not like they can make the island bigger. You're, you're, you're kind of limited by space. There's 37 miles of racetrack you can line up on, but the grandstands are only so big. The food vendors, the restaurants um, will tell you it ain't like you're going there and there's like, oh, there's food everywhere. You got to kind of look around a little bit because downtown gets crowded real fast, even on a shitty rainy week like we were there. Oscar and I had to get some pretty low-hanging fruit to, you know, we found a, a restaurant, God, that fucking hamburger place that was like, you know, USA 1957 Hamburger Johnny's, you know? It was like, it was the British doing the world's worst ever example of like Johnny Rockets, you know, Rockabilly Slims, you know, hamburger joint. Right. Yeah. And, but like there were, that was a day that we went out looking for food and that was what we ended up on because we went to like 22 restaurants and they were all packed. You couldn't get close to any of them. And that was on a year when half of the people that had tickets didn't show up because of the rain. So imagine if it's two years worth of people all showing up at the same fucking time. So it could be a tough thing going to Isle of Man for 2021. Well, in that case, I'm not going. Well, it's also Moto Guzzi's 100th anniversary. So that's going to be a fucking. Oh, and I got and I got one of those. Yeah. Well, it's so next year's the 100th anniversary of Moto Guzzi, which when Renee and I were there, people were already talking about what a big, crazy deal it was going to be. They shut down the whole fucking city of Mandela Delorio. People sleep on the sidewalks and people sleep in people's driveways for a normal Moto Guzzi rally in Mandela Delorio. The hundredth anniversary is going to be insane. So can you yeah, it's going to be a very weird year for motorcycle events. Can you imagine being a dude who like, like fundraised for like three years and practiced and got his bike in order and he's a privateer that's going to tackle TT and they're like, yeah, no, it's canceled this year. It's canceled. Yeah. Right. Well, that was the point the guy brought up. If you watch the interview or you go to the Isle of Man, uh, the Isle of Man newspaper, that's one of the things they said is it takes three years to even get your foot in the fucking door. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if they said they said that right now, if they said, yes, it's on and we're going to do it, 
it would be impossible because the amount of time it takes logistics to get the race teams there and to make everything happen. So they were like, no, we have to, we've, we've got to just continue and just say it's not going to fucking happen because at this point it's too late for people to get ready and get geared up and attend the event. Right. So it's a big fucking deal. So yeah, people, people live, I know it's just a motorcycle race and I know AMA vintage days is just a swap meet, but for a lot of people, AMA vintage days is the one year that they get to participate in, you know, hair scrambles, TT off-road riding. Like I know a lot of people who ride seven Nipple or eight piercing. races. What's that? Nipple piercing. Uh, now, now that was not a sanctioned event, but that was part <laughs> of the pit bike racing. But here's the thing. So mid Ohio saves me about $22,000 a year. And you ask how, because I don't have to go to therapy for right. 11.5 months yeah. of the year because I go to mid Ohio for four days. And that hears me for my whole year. So right. now this year I'm like, Hmm, okay. So either I end up with a dead family or now I got to find a therapist because there's right. no mid Ohio. Right. Yeah, so. I can do it for six grand. All I can say is if all this shit doesn't happen and this is a, a bad year next year, I'm going all out on everything. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to be down there Wednesday night and I'm staying till Monday morning and fuck it. I'm taking everything down there and whatever, you know, I'm just whatever. Yeah. Seriously. We'll all be the guys that they're like, you need to leave. Seriously. Like we're gonna call the cops. You need to leave. The event hasn't started yet, sir, but you already have to leave. <laughs> you think that the swapping is going to be, is going to have a lot more bikes Yeah, because of this. Do you think about all the guys that last week, that last year or this year? Think about all the collectors that died of COVID. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of bikes. Ooh. It is the majority of people down there are extremely high risk COVID people. Yeah. When you see the guy in the Cub Cadet tractor with no cutting deck underneath pulling behind him the tr Cub Cadet tractor trailer with his even fatter twin brother behind him, those guys are not going to survive a fast moving respiratory disease like COVID. <laughs> I've been running a new job, and I think I just found it. After this, a fast-moving respiratory disease. You can put ads out saying, did your husband have a large collection of motorcycles and just die? Don't get ripped off. Prisonator. <laughs> uh, I've, I've already talked about that, like going in and free buying, designating like 50 cents on the dollar, somebody's collection. Be like, look, this is, look, I, I'm meeting with you, Phil. Phil, I know you have hundreds of bikes. Right. In the event that you should pass away, let's do a spreadsheet. And yeah. this is what I'll give you. This is dirt cheap. This is, yeah. I'm stealing these bikes from you, but this is guaranteed the Absolutely. day you die or, or within a week of your death, right. I write X number of dollars checks to your wife. Yeah. She receives a cash payment. All the titles automatically transfer right. to me through the estate or whatever, you know, like that's the hairy point. You're going to yep. get the lawyers involved, <laughs> but you know that, yeah, your, your bikes go away and she gets a check and we get bikes at half of what we, you know, you could have a whole collection. Yeah. Hofford calls that a transfer on death. Yeah. And uh, I like to call it a reverse mortgage on your toys. And, and, and the thing is, is guys lie so much about what they spend on shit. Yes, they when, do. I, when I worked in the hobby industry, a lot of these guys were older and some of these airplanes they had were seven and $10,000 airplanes right. yeah. and they had 20 of them. Right. Right. But their wives knew that everything costs five bucks. Right. So when they passed away, they were like, I don't know what to do with this. Some guy offered me a hundred dollars for this $10,000 jet. And you're just like, 
there are people that used to go and save these women thought they were going to get a thousand dollars and they end up with a hundred grand at the end of the thing you know it's crazy yeah it's uh we have think about somebody deleting your porn files well who's going to delete my motorcycle (laughs) bullshit (laughs) well not only that but john who's going to know that 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 thing that you showed us a week ago that four into one supercharger that doesn't exist in the world is worth more than four cents you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i'll make you a deal you get my Africa twin, I get that supercharged four thing manifold if either of us die. Okay, sounds good. Fair enough. Oh. And okay, and so you don't if, need a handy from my wife. If, no, I won't need that. Okay. If a single event, the other thing that people are talking about, because I know in the scooter rally community, a big thing people are talking about is taking all these events and moving them into October. Okay, because everybody believes that by October, all this shit's going to have blown over and everything's going to be wide open again. Be blown up by October. <laughs> right. So if you follow the 1918 principle of, you know, prior deadly outbreaks, it'll come back again super crazy hard in October. But let's just say for the sake of discussion, everybody I've talked to is talking about like, okay, well, we're not going to cancel our event, but we're going to postpone it to October. I've heard that about 10 or 12 events that I really like punk rock bowling had said they were talking about not canceling the event, but moving it back to October. Right. Right. How about we'll we'll see. (laughs) There's only four fucking weekends in October, five on the best of October. Right. And I saw somebody the other day was like, look, stay home, be, be safe. Don't violate the stay at home order because we have to protect Halloween. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Halloween, there's a big one. Dude, I fucking agree with that because Halloween is my fucking holiday. You can burn Christmas to the ground, but leave Halloween intact. You know? Peter Bazaar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm wearing the shirt right now. I mean, literally wearing the shirt right now, wearing the dirty devils. I but, mean, if you can't go to the events, but what you can do is you can get ready for 2021. So, yeah, right. this is the year yeah, where. Exactly. <laughs> out your dead get all your bikes running spend lots of time in the garage don't do anything just get your shit in order so in 2021 you were ready to fucking rock and roll mac is is straight on man that's exactly what you gotta do and that's in 2021 you can clean your carbs again (laughs) (laughs) you can do it all again 2021 is like what's your fucking excuse you had a year to figure this out you know how could your shit still be fucked up you had a year (laughs) you had one year of uninterrupted garage time if you didn't figure your shit out fuck you you know and that's and that's really i mean i know i know john's mecklefresh is working every single day yeah renee and i are working every single day i mean and it's not like half days i mean you guys chris chris is absolutely working every day i'm going in i'm right around the sicky patients Right. So the words, the words mandatory overtime were spoken today because they walked a guy out of our shop. The guy I didn't get along with until all this bullshit went down. And then we kind of buried the hatchet and we were talking and stuff like that because we kind of united against our fucking slave masters. (laughs) But uh, they walked him out because he refused not to get his temperature taken, but we didn't want to go over. They were making us go over to another building where it's like the main building. We're like, no, you can take our temperature. They wanted us to come in, go to the other side of the campus 
Okay. You'll get your temperature taken prior to, you're not allowed to enter the building or clock in before you go get this done. Okay. And it's like, but that building, there's like uh, probably a hundred people that work over there. Right. And we work out of a uh, shop with three people. Like, right. why would we do that? Right. So, why would I leave a low risk environment to go to a high risk environment? Yeah. So I ended up, we, we skipped it the first day. My yeah. boss literally walked in and said, you call the sick line and go home. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not sick and I'm not going home. Right. So he's like, well, then you go get your temperature checked. I'm like, fine. I'm not going to lose my job over this. Yeah. So when I went and got it checked, I talked to the guy and he's like, yeah, I don't know why, you, you know, I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't know why I came here. I just encountered five people not wearing masks. I'm, I've been wearing a mask for a month. Why, why did I have to do this? He's like, well, your boss turned it down. I'm like, what? I thought there weren't thermometers. And he's like, no, I got 30 of them. If he wanted one, he could have one. Um, so, dick. so I go back and I told Chris, cause he's, he's obstinate. You know, he's just that guy. He's like, no, I'm not doing shit. Fuck right. You. I'm like, well, I heard, you know, he turned it down. And he's got 30 foot thermometers. He's like, well, fine. They're going to walk me off the property. So he literally had security come in and take him off the property because wow. he wouldn't go over there and get his temperature checked. Wow. I, I can't blame your boss. Though. I wouldn't want to stick anything in your butt either, man. It just, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm, I don't care. You know, it's not a big deal if you want to do it like right when we come in or at the time right. clock or whatever. But now you put all these things on it and it was all, you know, retaliatory and stuff like that he was singled out but it's just bullshit at what people will pull because oh because of covid i'm gonna do all this bullshit john why can't you bring your own i have one i have the same one phil's holding his hand i'm like i have a thermometer i have a temporal thermometer i had three thermometers i'm like you know you could check it you could check it right now it was it was just bullshit and we'll see what happens he's got 30 years so he could retire at any moment if he Celsius, Phil. <laughs> 94 94.1 centigrade yeah. perfect good. <laughs> hey, hey hey so so let me throw something out there i've been uh running around to a lutheran hospital euclid hospital and uh south point hospital and euclid hospital now no longer checks all the people walking in with a uh, forehead thermometer okay they got a unit that sits on kind of a tripod yeah 20 20 feet away and and as you walk in it picks up your your temperature and broadcasts it over to a laptop yeah there's one person so there used to be like five people in there checking your temperature now this unit so i said so where'd you guys get this china yeah, I mean it's an FLR, it's a FLIR. So, so it's it's very cool, and uh, so I just throw that out there for the. Yeah, uh, they, they have it at the airport now too. Well, so. we have these uh, biometric scanners on our time clocks, so you have to punch in your number and you have yeah. to put your thumb on a pad. So I right. sent a I sent an email to IT. I'm like, hey, is it possible that that pad could pick up your temperature? Of course. And if you and if you if you put your thumb on that pad, right. it, it's it flags you and says. Hey, your temperature's over to put allowable no clock in. Right. You got a temperature, go home. You know, like if, I don't care if you have to upgrade the time clock or do whatever you gotta do, but that right. seems to be very sensible Get in like, on the way. That's in. cool. Yeah. 
We have a thermal camera, so I mean, it it tells your temperature just by like you take a you look shine it on somebody, and it gives you the temperature of whatever their hottest part of their body is. So right. yeah. you know, the temperature thing's bullshit anyway, because you've been contagious for a week before you get a fucking temperature. So right, whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I just ideas. I think to make you feel better. I think well, and a big part of it is too is we're trying to keep our circle really small. So at the shop, our whole thing with the store is that we're like we're saying I don't want anybody coming in here who's not masked. Period. We have the we're we're not joking. We're telling like like the hand sanitizer. We're that's on us. But you got to bring your own mask. And you know we had a guy come in today that came in. He was I was like no dude seriously back up turn around go. He snuck in through the service department, and we're like turn around and go get you got to back off you got to go away and he was like pulling his shirt over i was like no you gotta go man um you know i've my wife and i have social distanced ourselves away from as many people as we can so that we can keep our contact patch real tiny like super small because that is what in my opinion we should be worried about i've been talking about masks for three fucking months and everyone was like no you're being a little crazy but man i i'm in the military i was in the military masks are really a big deal with military guys and that idea is that you're just you're just limiting the, the movement of something between two humans and in the military they were stressing masks to us in the 80s and the 90s it was always a big big deal so I kind of, I kind of have that in the brain. So it, it does bother me when I see somebody who's not masked up getting into a target rich environment. So that's what pissed me off about the whole thing. I'm sitting here trying not to go to the grocery store, trying not to go anywhere. And when I do, I have to fucking mask up and everything. And now you want to make me go over here where I'm going to encounter all these fucktards, you know, like I'm, I'm literally, I go get my temperature checked and there's a guy standing right here, bullshitting with the guy standing behind plexiglass with a mask and he's got no mask or nothing it's like you don't get it yeah you don't fucking get it. the better my mask is the shittier your mask can be so if i've got a really good mask you can have a really shitty mask yeah and you know please fire ems all those guys fucking macho bullshit Dad, i don't need it you know what i mean it's like yeah. you, you get two coppers they they're not they can't ride in the same car together so they have separate cars right they walk in our fucking shop and they start making out there's fucking they walk up on me and they, they stand beside each other i'm like <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, well, and on top of the mask and all the shit that I see, like when I go, like when you have to go shopping or do something or whatever, right. it's like people don't get the fact that like there's a couple of videos now that these these ladies posted. There are a couple of nurses where like they put green paint on their gloves, yeah, and they they try to do normal operations and like they yeah. forget and they answer their cell phone. They do this and that. Before you know it, they're covered in fucking green paint, right? Right. So yeah. even more than the masks are these people that are in stores fucking manhandling everything and touching things and picking up a fucking milk. <laughs> jug and looking at it and going like eh, I don't want this one I want that one it's like you fucked hard take what you're gonna take and don't touch everything else that everybody else is gonna take it's stupid yeah. oh our, our fucking our shop smells like a bowling alley half the time from the amount of disinfectant spray that we're using spraying down everything after people touch it I'm running around with a Lysol can and I'm just like hitting everything anybody might have touched 
And I'm like, what? Renee's watching these guys like a hawk to see which helmets they touch and shit. Because then when they leave, it's like a full fucking nuclear biological chemical cleanup site. And here's here's an important thing. So the Lysol cans and everything, right? Like they're great for killing germs, but they're also deadly and fucking toxic. So if you use that shit too much and you have it on your, not so much the humans, like we can take quite a bit, but say like you hose down something and you go home to your cat or your bird or your dog or whatever, that shit can kill a cat and a dog pretty quickly, man. It's not, it's not healthy for them at all. That's a bonus. If you can kill your cat or dog. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, Renee's Renee's been spraying her bird direct. Yeah. (laughs) I've been spraying her bird every now and then too. (laughs) So that was uh, not a good joke, Chris. Yeah. Not funny. <laughs> That's okay. I got more. <laughs> He's got loads. And none of them are funny. <laughs> uh, so uh, I will, I do want to read you that we did have one of our podcast listeners today asked me a really good question. And uh, this is from our Patreon. One of our Patreon guys uh, was nice enough to send over uh, a message. And it, I will give you guys a couple of seconds to look this up. But the question is, would you rather have a Ducati 916 or a Honda RC45? Honda. <laughs> wow, that didn't take Honda. long. Oh, that, was Honda. that was crazy. Really? Holy shit. Wow. Okay. Guess that's it. Fucking why bother talking about it? Kind of a fuck talk. Well, you know kind what I'm going to say. Fucking Honda tight room over here. <laughs> Dude, the fucking 916 is gorgeous. I'm, I'm looking it up because I don't remember the, like, what year is it? Or what does he say? It doesn't matter. Type 916. 16 into Google. In fact, type 916 into Google. Don't even type Ducati in with it. You'll see a 916. The 916, the 916 is a gorgeous bike. You were saying, you were going to say, you were going to say Honda RC 51. No, I R I no, it's not. I want to do the RC forty five. Oh, that's dude, that's, that's the one I like. Actually, it was exactly that's what the podcast listener was asking about is the RC forty five versus the nine sixteen, and it's a really good question because those are two bikes that are fucking perfectly like they are the best of each of their fields, and the RC forty five is of course an interceptor, but it's an interceptor in one hundred percent racetrack trim. It is a it's a 750 interceptor that should only ever be used for racing on a track. There's nothing about it that's like for civilian use. And then the 916 is a 916. It's got the really narrow eyes. It's got the really flat front end. It's really pretty. Um, If somebody wants to pull it up and throw a picture out up on the thing. So that's the the RC45. Yeah, good, because the forks fucking suck. You see how they all... (laughs) (laughs) I I got the... Oh, man. Oh, that is the smallest. Oh, my God. That's an ocean of red. <laughs> that yep. is all the Ducatis. <clears throat> but, yeah. So, yeah, the 916, the 916 is just fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, single-sided swing arm, of course. I mean, both of these bikes are bikes with swing, single-sided swing arms. Uh, both of these bikes are both, like, the best in their fucking game. I'll give you this. The, the Ducati looks a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah, the Ducati does look a lot cooler. Uh 
the Ducati, uh, my back hurts looking at it. My wrist hurts. My gut doesn't fit on that seat or that gas tank. Oh, the gas tank, geez. The gas tank goes right into your fucking core of your body. Yeah. Um, it's a really, really tough bike. The uh, But I just think it's gorgeous. I think so the, the one that you had, the, the, the one that had the, the crazy tank, yeah, the SS if it had that style of headset, I would have taken like in a hard Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it had the bigger one, but that's yeah. that's the that's the one that I <clears throat> now pull up now Oscar just go ahead and use the same window and just pull up a uh, an RC forty five Honda RC forty five just so we can share the image the uh, yeah so our Honda RC forty five which is rare I mean it's a race bike so the uh, just yeah just pull that up they're they're oh, beautiful so good different way they've got the double round headlights oh. uh, yeah they're really really cool bikes and if you take a look they have the same single-sided swing arm they're fucking great and it is one of those ones that was like it, it's just a, a very tough comparison because i love interceptors so much i love the v4 motor and i love the v4 motor as long as i'm not the person who has to work on it <laughs> and as long as i don't have to work on it i love the R I love the rc45 um and that's the exhaust looks way better though the ducati exhaust does yeah. way better yeah there's the traditional one that white one the white wheels there For the dual. that's the one that i think of the 1989 that's uh that's an rc 30 in the picture Fire. Uh, yeah so the uh yeah, so that, are those are uh, gear driven cams. Yeah, they are gear driven cams. They sound like fighter jets. They are fantastic. That's the RVF. There it is. Um, so yeah, it's a V4 sport bike. It's a V4 racing bike, and they're just magical. They had the upside upside down forks back in 1994. They were way ahead of the game, and uh, so yeah, it's a tough one. But it was a podcast listener who came up with the question. And I got to say, it's a really really good question because they're getting to the point now where that's considered to be old technology. Remember, these are 25-year-old bikes. Yeah. And uh, that's Could crazy. Make the headlights uglier on this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, look, for sure looks, the, the, from my point of view, the Ducati takes it. Yeah. The, but, but for the specs and for what the motor and the lifespan of the bikes, how long they last and stuff, obviously the Honda is going to be more of a tank. Than yeah. The, yeah. Is, there any, uh, is there any proven like track record? You know, like who, which one of oh, the apples to apples? These yeah. bikes, did they ever race against each other? Um, you know, because they're in different classes, so yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't race against each other. Yeah, they're in different classes because the superbike uh, that that class for all those big twins uh, that's uh, that's all going to be WSB stuff and uh, <coughs> COVID one thousand CC Ducati stuff. They did you know the Honda Superhawk, which was a thousand CCs that did race against the Ducati as well. So the the Honda Superhawk with its V twin one thousand did race against against the Ducati with its V-twin. Did so, you see that one with 5,000 miles on it that was on the Craigslist? No. I, I posted a link to it. It was oh, They were did? asking like $4,500 for it. Wow. Man. But it was like a mint out of the wrapper, 40, like 5,000 miles on it. Uh, yeah, blue, it was the blue one. Yeah. This is the, the 916 has the, the ECU right it's above the back. Yeah. Uh, mufflers. Right. That's that, the back. that was yeah. a bad, see, look at, see? Right. Yeah, check that out. 
so yeah anyway i just thought that was i thought that was a really excellent question because very rarely do you get two bikes yeah <laughs> very rarely do you get two bikes that are so i mean people are polarized about it clearly our podcast look how cheap the valving is on a ducati look at that that is pathetic man. you do a wheelie you could just straight up die on that bike yeah that's just not working for me that's cool so is anybody I need to get working on my super hot project. Yeah, you do. It hasn't been coming along real well. It's yeah, that's you've been slacking on that one. You, you know what? You know what threw me off, Phil? That I, I I remember that headset for the Ducati, and I thought it was a nine nine eight, and it does have the same one, but I didn't I didn't know they made a nine sixteen. So I was like, maybe there was something different. Was that so? That was an older one, right? Yeah. Okay. Nine sixteen was before the nine nine eight and the nine nine six. Okay, so that's why I was like I totally didn't even know they existed. <laughs> so that's a kit, John? Yeah, I got the motor in the frame. Holy crap. Do you have to paint it or is it is it already uh it's uh it's red plastic and then like chromed uh chromed okay. plastic and stuff. Do you ever watch? Do you ever do you ever like get lost in a YouTube uh, a rabbit hole and come across some dudes that do professional modeling or something, and they build like the most ridiculous like motorcycle model, but they document the whole thing. It's actually it's really like if you just want to waste time on a night and kind of be a really good. <laughs> like, there isn't a lot of things to waste. Oh, nice. Yeah, I put the rubber on. There's an Africa twin. Of course, one. you have to. There's an, <laughs> there's an Africa twin one that has like a million parts, and the reason it's a million parts is that the spokes are all metal, and you have to put them in. And the chain, you have to connect all the links of the chain on it. It's a one-six scale yeah. Tamiya model. Insane. Yeah, this one just has a you know a whole chain thing. I, I bought one a really long time as a kit, and it's it's not that common, but it's like one of those for building for a Vespa, but it's in the like I still have it in the box back in Mexico in my house. But it's one of those really old, rare uh, uh, Vespa builder kits from the '60s, I guess, or '70s. Never opened it, but yeah. So ask her. So living in Mexico, are there different kind of like, have you noticed different when you did live in Mexico, were there different model builders and or model companies and stuff that were available compared to here? No, it's pretty, well, actually, yeah, there are some uh, that uh, tend to be more, not more, but you have a little uh, see, variety. You were working on your project. You built your whole bike. I'm going to need your well, hand. No, but I think he's talking about actual, like, what? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. When nice. did you build that, Phil? What's that? When did you build that? I didn't build this. This came to me just like this. Oh. Uh, nice. And I'm telling you, I feel terrible right now because I don't remember at the moment who gave it to me. Oh. But, but somebody gave it to me, and I've had these in the box like John had, and I've had them, but I've just never, uh, I've just never built them. It's the exact one he's got. So that's the before, and this is the after. Oh wow! And yeah, so that's the before, and that's the after of that particular model. And uh, I'm going to turn off my uh, turn off my green screen real quick. And Renee, do you remember who dropped this off? Because they dropped it off when we were at the Lakewood store. And uh, no, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. And um, that's that's too bad because God, that's so <laughs> weird. But Hoffer, yeah. who buys a model of that thing? Steve Hoffer. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. The front wheel fell off, though. <laughs> 
Oh, if if I sh- if I show my uh, Phil, zero- you, Phil, when you die, I'd like to buy that off you. I, I'd that's like to a, buy that off an awesome model. <laughs> Start. He'll, he'll offer you fifty yeah, cents on the good. dollar. Well, I love that it has actual plumbing for the carburetors. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's really really good. It's a pretty pretty nice uh, pretty. That nice looks model. like it maybe got updone a little bit too. You know what I mean? Like maybe he added some little extra touches. It might have been. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty baller. The uh, pretty pretty good model. Though. If anybody needs weathering, I actually can weather models really really well. So if you want bluing around stuff or any bullshit like that. Oh, okay. All right. That's you can blow my head pipes. Will you blow my head pipe? <laughs> I'll blow whatever you give me, buddy. Yeah, if if I show my my bike that I have, it's a zero, but it's Phil's gonna give me shit because it has uh, a paint job for uh, anime girls and stuff. So. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I love that it. it's got the Honda badge. Yeah. It's the correct that's Honda badge cool, on it. That's pretty rad. Yeah. And it's even got the, um, if you get real close, you can see that it even has the correct fuel lines on it, and the fuel tap is correct. Spark plugs, uh, everything. That's pretty, yeah, it's a pretty pretty fantastic model. Um, it does not have the long extended oil filler neck, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on the Scramblers. It's on the Scramblers, right. Oh, yeah. It comes out. Yeah, of the yeah Nick's bike has it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's likely that somebody pulled that off a scrambler and put it. I was going to say Nick's bike has it because Nick's bike motor used to be my bike's motor. Um, the motor that's in Nick's bike was uh, lightly blown up by Chris. Ah. And hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so well, it smithed on us. It smithed on us last week. We spent an hour and 15 minutes staring at young girls walking up and down the street in tent <laughs> as Nick pulled yeah, I, it was no longer charging and wouldn't charge the battery and run anymore. Oh, no. I, uh, I felt like, you know, I, I took a little shit. I, I personally took some, uh, you know, some shit. I gave myself shit, but the bike didn't burn up the way I had it going. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's totally true. The best yeah, part, the, though, is set that up, it never caught on fire, ever. <laughs> no, I mean, the best part is, is Nick had three guys ride with them that had trailers yeah. and said, just let us know if you need a trailer. Right. Then he broke down and the cell phone died, and he still had to push it seven miles home. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, was... yeah, but he's young, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's a, that's a, you know, um, I, all I can say is that seven miles that made him a wiser man. That's yeah. it. And he'll. And well, yeah, he learned that lesson, and, and when he dumped the uh, the Vespa, he learned that he always needs to have his fucking hand in the clutch. Always yes. safety. <laughs> always have your hand in the clutch. Always have yeah, your hand on the clutch. finger. One always. finger is all it takes. Just yeah, to hang out there, man. Always keep it there. Always. It's it, it, it is one way. of those things that you just. You, it's a life lesson. The only way you can learn it is by blowing up a motor. Uh, yep. The only way yeah, you can sir. learn it is by skidding the back tire for 150 feet and wondering what the hell I'm going to do when I slow down to the point where I can bail out. done that a bunch of times. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. That happened to be on, on the CT90 that I, I worked on. I rebuilt it and everything. It, it obviously wasn't uh, breathing properly. <laughs> At about 40 mile an hour, there's no clutch because it's an auto clutch. Right. So there's, yeah. I'm like, normally I do. I, I like to cover the clutch, but yeah. it was like, I was in a cur- I was in a bend down in the Metro parks at 40 mile an hour. It just went, but I rode it right into the side. I rode it off to the side of the road and then. Yeah, that's, that's, that is the fucking scary experience right there. What the hell is Steve doing? What the fuck? 
All right, I muted him. He's muted. Right. What Jesus Christ, Steve. You're blurry. You're fucking making noise. <laughs> a fucking hot mess, man. Grumpy fucking <laughs> sore guy. We can't hear you. Get know, your shit can't. straight. We'll turn you back on. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're the one that fell asleep last time, motherfucker. What are you talking about? (laughs) You fucking passed out. (laughs) Unmute me. I did. All right. So here's an important part, an important point of order. It's easy for you to say. Point of order? Yeah, important. (laughs) Exactly. So I am 49 years old tomorrow, and I'm riding tomorrow morning. Who's going? I'm going. All right. We're all, it's a small displacement, though. Okay. I I don't have a unit like that. Well, you ride slow anyway, so you'll be fine. <laughs> I, I got the big heavy displacement. The only, the only thing I can see from Chris are a couple of feet. Chris's green screen is literally just his feet or somebody's yeah. feet. Yeah. Sorry, I'm 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 doing Sudoku. Chris, I thought you were towing a triple A battery. He's playing dead. Jeez. Bring hey, out uh, your dead. Ride my monkey tomorrow, Chris. Get comfortable. All right, Steve, I'll come over and ride your monkey, man. Don't don't be such a bitch. All right, what time are we riding? We getting up early? 10? 6, 6.15 a.m. Okay, I'll be there. No, you will not, you piece of shit. <laughs> I, have to put, I have to put 500 brake-in miles on a motorcycle tomorrow. That's the goal. Yeah, nice. you, you don't get out of bed until 11. Nah. You're like Crampke. If you're still riding at 6, I would love to join you. But right. if you're not riding at 6... I hope y'all get arrested. Hey, I'll do it. I'll do it, man. I can get up. No, six and PM. PM. That's two hours fast. Small spike I've got running is my Triumph America eight sixty five. So no. <laughs> that's the smallest. Yeah, that's the smallest bike Daniel's got right. Damn, smallest one I have running. Yeah. And unfortunately for Chris Smith, six PM is two hours past his bedtime, so he can't. He he can't come out and ride. <laughs> no, that's two hours before I get up. Oh, sorry. There you go. Well, I hope you guys have a great time. Do you have any idea where you're going? No, we never no. do. That's the fun. We're, yeah. we're going to your house, Phil. We went to Mike's last week. Uh, Mike's in Kent. Uh, yeah. Steve wanted to go and have some kind of a sandwich. Okay. And so I got, I got like the, you know, vegetarian, vegan version, whatever. And so they thought it was best to put like four pieces of bread on top of something else, fry it, grill it, and dip it in something. So we ate it. And let me say the ride home was hard. <laughs> Just even moving the throttle was like, throttle, I got to move the throttle. I have not had a steak and eggs in a long time. And I'm, I'm getting to the point where I, I don't do steak at home. Like, I'm not that kind of guy. Um, I do Monte Cristos at home. I'll build those all day long. But, like, it's, it's been the first time we go out and the first time I can go out and get a proper steak and eggs somewhere, I'm just going to feel really good about myself. Yeah. Beach Cliff, that place that was right there. So they closed it. And it's oh. been – it was closed, and it was, like, changing owners and a bunch of other shit. But, like, it was unnaturally closed for a very, very long period of time. And then this hit. So it's just fucking closed, man. I have a question. Phil, did yeah. Smedley's observe the uh, – observe the uh uh no uh, patron situation so smedley's has got its own thing going on um the guy with the guy 
who owns Smedley's always has a pickup truck parked out front, hanging the ascent out on Lorraine Avenue. It's going to get creamed. I mean, I think it's been creamed a couple of times already, but long and short of it is I have gone past Smedley's on a couple of Friday and Saturday nights and the door is locked, but there is a full on fucking party going on inside. <laughs> you got to go around back, coming through the smoker door. Yeah, they're having, they're having a code, COVID orgy. They're just like, like licking poles and yeah. I'm absolutely certain that the, somebody that passed the meme around earlier of like all the red shirts getting together and yeah. being like, you know, these are the first guys who go out for, you know, once COVID's lifted is all the red shirts. I'm not, I'm not joking. Whether you're in the, you know, in the Michigan state house or whatever, and 250, you know, uh, vanilla ISIS bastards come in and they're wearing their fucking body armor and carrying their, you know, you know, fake lowest bitter AR-15s. And these guys are coming in wearing their boogaloo luau gear. These guys are all that's where the spread is going to be. It's going to be the dudes who are just like, I'm an American and I have the right to spray Corona on you all I want. <laughs> and that's hey, don't, don't laugh. Don't laugh. There's, there's morons like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're making the news and yeah. the problem is I can get lumped in with those people because I am an amosexual and you know, I do like that stuff, but I'm not, and you got that haircut. Yeah, clearly. And I'm, but I'm not going to do that. And that's not my scene at all, but it's very, very weird right now. And for, for guys like us who are just like, dude, let's fucking play by the rules and get this shit over with, you know, yeah. you know, uh, and you know, I saw the picture of the guy standing outside the governor's office with their fucking ARs and everything. And I'm like, there's something wrong with this picture. This is staged. I mean, like you don't go down, you couldn't walk down in the city. I mean, like, first of all, somebody needs to get fired because when armed guys show up to the fucking capital they shouldn't be allowed to walk in the fucking capital that's a fucking huge breach of security like i can't go in the courthouse in cleveland with a fucking pen knife I mean. right so i don't know if this was staged or they were invited or whatever you know what i mean like eh, there's a spin on it and i i don't know yeah you know well, what some of those guys are so weird like i i don't hate guns i like guns i'd have another one when i get a chance whatever but these dudes that show up they have handcuffs and may, they, they look like cops that didn't get the job and now they're mad about it (laughs) i gotta tell you something the the distance between wannabe and doing the job for 20 years that's the biggest difference in the world um i i rank those guys up with guys that have like edged weapons and lizards um (laughs) if, if you've got edged weapons and lizards you're a fucking problem and don't ever come near any person I love or uh, yeah. parrots. If you got parrots, <laughs> if you got parrots, <laughs> exotic birds, totally safe. Did you, you say ferrets? exotic birds? He's got, <laughs> Renee had a guy come into the shop the other day, wanted to come in and get her little shower bird perch that she'd put up to, to get rid of. And she just, this dude came in off of Craigslist. This guy was harmless, but he needed a friend. <laughs> And he needed a friend bad. And when he came in to get Renee's little, like, did you donate that or did you sell that? Oh, I gave it away for free. You gave it away for yeah, free. free. Yeah. Just to get rid of the guy? <laughs> no, it was free on Craigslist. <laughs> to be honest, it was probably a safe bet because he probably hasn't seen another human in like a year anyway. So. <laughs> oh, he wanted to talk about birds and ask me what kind I had. And I just... <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> He's got a bearded dragon in his pocket, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing was when he asked Renee what kind of bird she had, and she literally looked him in the face and said, I don't know. <laughs> you should have said, like, I don't have it anymore. That's why I'm giving it away. And then just. Oh, I, I didn't think of that. Yeah. I don't I know. He was going to try to strike up a conversation. I just wanted to give him the item and, you know, yeah. move on yeah. with it. We weren't expecting it, right? Yeah. Dude, that it's would be. That would be, got. I don't know. That would be the best like Facebook group ever. <laughs> AR-15 snakes, reptiles, and weird bird addicts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tropical birds and AR-15s. Yeah. That's what we do. Occasional that's lizard. Occasional lizard. Tropical birds and AR-15s. That's it. They make one calendar per year. It's 12 months of dudes and chicks with tropical birds and AR-15s, and it sells out. Yeah. <laughs> that's their whole jam. <laughs> 12 copies they make sell out, like, really fast. Right. There's, like, a two con- uh, it's like a two can. He's wearing body armor. He's got a cute little AR-15. He's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And they, they, like, 3D print ones for their kids, so they have their kid yeah. in body armor with, like, the little mini AR-15. Yeah. It's perfect <laughs> AR4, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's it is. I one thing. First things first. I was surprised that Renee. Oh, don't tread on me. Yeah, don't tread. <laughs> don't tread on me. No step on snake. <laughs> did you guys make, did, did you guys see the meme? I memes or whatever, but the one that really got me and I laughed my ass off was the don't tread on me snake with the ventilator in his mouth. And it said gurgle, gurgle, gurgle me. <laughs> it said patriotic gagging. <laughs> <laughs> patriotic gagging noises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was okay, well, first things first, I've known Renee for a little while. And the fact that Renee had put something on Craigslist was hilarious right. it's not really that's nor, not not normally renee's scene oh no i've put tons of things on craigslist pool tables couches furniture all kinds of stuff yeah, yeah that's true yeah but then the guy came to the shop and the fact that the guy came to the shop over a, a bird accessory i thought that was great <laughs> a bird accessory. i was glad that i got to see the guy because because that's not something you get to see every day you know is you should have done porch pickup when you had half your face on the screen it looked like Kilroy was here <laughs> I don't know what that is you don't know what Kilroy was here is wait hold on I can't right. do it like, uh, I can't do it fuck World War 2 Kilroy was here <laughs> that's Kilroy yeah. Kilroy was looking yeah. over a fence I don't know what that is I'm sorry Renee does not look like your typical birder because Renee is an accident bird owner right the so renee's an accidental tropical bird owner but i used to go to bird shows i used to go to tropical bird shows actually you go anywhere to meet women i will that's true <laughs> fuck just, carol baskin yeah i just like it now it's cleveland moto vintage motorcycles japanese key cars yeah. uh, uh, used motorcycles and bird accessories birds. bird accessories <laughs> birds and bird accessories right. i didn't even know there was a thing of bird Cleveland Cage Bird Society. Uh, Here's your bird bird for you. I got a a bird. (laughs) Two birds. Two birds. birds. (laughs) Kill two birds with one stroke. Two birds. That's true. The um, yeah, but I don't think I don't think he's laying down. He's. (laughs) 
I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see Chris's hand getting lower and lower. No, I'm 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 still here. I can see everything. Both hands above the table. You see this little thing? You see this little thing sticking up on the bottom of the screen? Like a double A battery. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Triple A battery. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's swollen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's terrible. We shouldn't do that. No. For dun, dun, we monetize. Dun, dun. That's it, guys. That's it. I've had enough. We can't take any more. Uh, <laughs> well, we one question though: Is Rand still alive? I have not had a Rand text in quite a while. Praise be. Right. Yeah. I have a question about his T-shirt. Go ahead. Um, his t-shirt? Yeah, I just mailed out his T-shirt, so you'll probably be hearing from him. <laughs> okay. It'll be in the uh, casket. I was worried about him. We didn't hear from him. I hope he was okay. Hey, hey, it's true. Have we been getting any bottles or anything? Are you stockpiling so whenever we do get back together, we can drink our faces off? Uh, we did. So, um, you know, that uh, Dan... Drink our Dan faces Hostwick, off. Yeah, Dan Hostwick <laughs> sent us a couple. I mean, a couple of exotic beers. That's cool. We haven't had any, like, because we haven't had any people visiting the shop nobody's visiting so that's really cut down on our like ancillary like there's a fucking bottle of you know whatever brown liquor yeah exactly because <laughs> it can't go wrong with brown liquor so yeah it makes it makes mackle fresh more entertaining it is true so yeah there's been there really hasn't been like the normal you know podcast people just showing up at the shop just checking it out the funny thing is the podcast gear is still set up in its normal location because there's been no reason to take it down so since the podcast gear is all set up and we get people do come in people are coming in they're like oh my god what the hell what are you guys doing a recording studio or whatever and I gotta tell you the the standards are pretty fucking low it's an <laughs> eight foot fucking you know folding banquet table right I mean, it is. it's an eight foot folding card table with microphones clamped to it and a, a mixing board in the middle and for that level of amateur hour people are completely impressed and uh, so the standards real fucking low so you have, it, you have every SoundCloud rapper coming like yo how much is studio time dude <laughs> <laughs> and it is and it is really funny because yes we do understand that podcasts are podcasts but I mean we were recording this on a handheld device for many years um, that was our our go to was something that you could carry in your pocket next to your Pez and lose track of one of the two. But yeah, for real. Good, uh, he was a good thing too because it used to be at minus 11. Yes, that was exactly it. So it, it was very hard to it was hard to run long when you couldn't feel your face. So yeah, that was a good thing. So if nobody else got anything else, I'm going to say Johnny Mac, play us out of here, man. Press the button. Press the fucking button.